Welcome to the Fitz Group Podcast for its members and our community at large. Our desire is to create a connection with our audience, communicate through seasons of transition, and empower you to make your business all you dreamed it would be. Join us now for the next episode of the story that will be told with our hosts, Fitz and Heather. We, uh, last Tuesday, when we were together for our Fall Fest, we, uh, Fitz kicked it off talking about sort of diagnosing our numbers and what we were seeing as an organization is if we could um, do a better job at actually closing in the home, that we could overnight double um, the production coming in, which meant you could double your income. Um, and what that means is when you go sit in a home, and in fact, I was looking at it just today, I think, so the 13-week the tracker showed us at a 61% um, close rate. We want 100%. So for every appointment that you're sitting in, we want you to pick up one app. That doesn't mean you close every single appointment. It means you might close two apps in a home, but overall it should average out to an a, app and appointment. So we were noticed over the 13 weeks of the third quarter of 2021, we were at 61%. So we're doing everything we can right now to train on and to improve and to get that number up. Well, I noticed this morning, I did the math real quick just on today's team and we were at those that reported their numbers, we were at 71%. So we were already working our way up. Um, but I also just looked at those top six that we just heard from. And I, um, I think we were in, they were in like a B range, maybe 85, 87%, something like that, um, that the top um, five, six at that moment um, had their, the numbers of their close. So we are already seeing some improvement just from last Tuesday, which is tremendous. Um, and today what I wanted to do is just take a few minutes. I'm going to do a little bit of a review of what I did talk about last Tuesday. And then I've got two additional slides where I want to go a little bit deeper on how you and what we're going to talk more specifically about is how to identify what is the personality type of my client and how do I more effectively connect and close based on that personality type. So that's what we're going to go just a little bit deeper into today. Let me start by saying, I am not an expert in this field. I am not a sociologist. I'm no Adam Grant. I don't have degrees. I've not studied immensely. I just have a personal story where I feel like because I've studied these things about myself, I first learned myself a little bit better. I'm not saying I'm an expert on myself either but it made me that much more aware of how to understand other people. And I feel like it's helped me become a better communicator. I also feel like it's freed me personally to be me. I'm a lot more kind to myself and a lot more um, bold in certain scenarios and a lot more willing to hold back and do that more freely because I feel like I, I know me better. And then I'm not offended at other people when they're more bold or holding back because I'm like, hey, let them do them. Let them be them. Um, so this is all that we're trying to do is mature and grow. I just want you to have that same experience so that not only do you become more effective in your spheres of influence, in your family, in your communities, but mostly what we're after here collectively is to help you close in the home to help you make more money in this business because you've learned how to connect with clients so here we go so 
some of these slides will look familiar to last week. So we're getting started with just this first slide that's just talking about why. Why do we do this? Do you believe that you have a unique way of engaging with the world? Do you actually believe that? And the reality is, to some extent, sometimes we don't believe that. And we've, we fall prey to thinking we see someone else who's walking in their strength and we're, we're, we feel inferior or we feel envious or we feel less than. And it, it causes us to shrink back. And if we choose instead in those scenarios to look at it like, well, I have a unique way of engaging with the world. They're just capitalizing on their unique way. I want to grow and maximize my unique way of engaging with the world. When we look at it differently, um, it helps us to then look for opportunities for how to, to um, grow our strengths. When we look at it the other way, what happens is, and it talks about it here on these slides, is we look at it like there's something wrong with, our, with us. We have a weakness. We need to remediate ourselves. We need to fix ourselves. And when we look at it that way, you're already coming to it from a place of defeat. Instead of going, hey, look, I have a toolbox just like everyone else. All I got to do is figure out how to use the tools. And we can now appreciate the fact that someone else is doing something well instead of feeling inferior or rejected on the inside personally. So that's kind of step number one of coming at this like, hey, you have your own unique way too of engaging. You are worth uncovering your strengths. You're worth maturing them. Your strengths are tools that can be used to create a desired outcome. They can also be used unintelligently. So if you think of it like a tool, think of it like a hammer. You know, a hammer is an amazing tool for building a structure to protect you, right? You can take wood, take nails, use a hammer, put it together, and now you could protect yourself from a storm. That's an amazing way to use that. But you could also use it to hit your thumb, you know, when you're building that. And that's an unintelligent, painful way to use a hammer. So in the same way, we, our strengths, sometimes we can use them unintelligently. But it's just, a, again, it's, it's a way of looking at it differently and going, okay, I'm not a huge failure. I don't, I don't have this massive weakness that I'm never going to overcome. It's just simply, wow, I have this strength. I just used it in the wrong way today to cr create an undesired outcome, an unintelligent outcome. But I can do better and do different tomorrow as I continue to master my unique way of engaging with the world. And I love her at the very end of these slides, it just talks about the importance of maturing those strengths. So we've often seen people who can do something incredibly well with their strengths, but they also have areas of gaping areas where they are using it unintelligently. For example, a lot of us probably know a lot of, you know, type A personalities that have been very successful in the business world, but can't seem to manage or run their own family life very well or peacefully. Well, why is that? Well, they clearly have some people skills. They're using something to become a CEO of a company, but they're not applying it intelligently at home. So, but the higher we go as we develop as leaders, so we could come in and, and, and develop a strength that helps us become excellent in the field and connecting with clients, but we could still fail or need to learn Fail is the wrong word. That's going back to remediation. We could still use that strength unintelligently when we're trying to build a team. 
And it can hold us back sometimes in moving up as team leaders, agency managers, building an agency, even though we're effective in the field. So it's just a way of understanding how we look at our strengths. And it might be a way of you right now looking at your business and saying, well, gosh, I'm doing great in this area, but I'm struggling in these other areas. Maybe I need to think about how do I mature my personal strengths in order to be more effective in this other area? Because the higher we go, the less grace that we have in our lives for using our strengths unintelligently. It holds us back. Okay, so I, um, I just chose DISC because it's just a very um, simple way of, of having four personality types um, that kind of, and you all know, again, if we're talking about a unique way of engaging with the world that we, and then all of a sudden we put us all in four categories, well, that's, that doesn't, those two things don't, don't mesh. But um, at the same time, it is a great way because we do tend to just our, um, kind of 50,000 basics of our personalities, we do tend to fall into, um, we have really a mixture of these, but we lean more towards one. So I, I just want you guys to take a look at these. I'm going to read through them and I take a minute just to think about yourself and where maybe circle um, or write down in front of you. When I look at this list of strengths, which ones do I connect with? Now, so the D and the I, dominance and influence are right there. Dominance are your more kind of what we often coin as type A personalities, assertive, direct. They tend to be a catalyst for change. They have strong administration and delegation skills. Um, they're independent and they're competitive. Um, you know, I think honestly just seeing Michelle and I, and I know under the surface Michelle is a strong D, um, but even when she's just like, I don't know, my office did that, right? Like that's strong administration and delegation skills right there, girl. So you go. Um, influence, enthusiasm, persuasiveness, friendliness, ideation, stimulating, communicative. I instantly think of people like, like on our team, like Marty and Joanne. And they are high eyes that bring enthusiasm into, an into a meeting and just make it that much more engaging. Um, so think about if that's some of your strengths as well. Steadiness is calming, sense of stability, a strong team player, easy to be around, or a peacemaker. Uh, I personally fall into steadiness. Um, I bet probably like, even I think about probably Mike Alleman too, he's probably, he's definitely that calming force. Um, I do think that from what I've read and understand that steadiness tends to be the most popular, like probably like 60% of people are typically high S's. It's what they call it. It's the term they use. Um, and then compliance. Compliance are people who are accuracy, dependability, independence, clarification skills. In other words, they're good at clarifying things. Um, focus on expectations and outcomes. Um, they are, they do things with excellence, perfectionists. Um, usually like accountants, you know, tend to be more high in the um, compliance. Um, honestly, in our industry, we probably uh, lean towards DIs, tend to be more successful in sales. But I, I'm always like, I hate that concept because I think it pigeonholes people. 
And I've seen plenty of S's and C's be great. And in fact, we're going to dive into why there are so many wonderful reasons why S's and C's can do way better than even D's or I's. So I would never, ever say that a that, that um, one of these personality types is better in this industry than another. Again, this goes back to it's more about how do we use our strengths, that toolbox, to engage effectively with the clients to do that in a way that gets us a desired outcome.